anything else on the messy front, Chris, before we move on? No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm falling out. I told you, I never want to bring this guy's name up again. I don't know, man. This messy thing is just a freaking mess. What a disaster. I don't want to hear this name ever again until it's official. But they got me back. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Chris, the Herons are back. Like 20 hours later. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 94 of the Batter Herons podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granada. Alongside me, as always, is Mr. KBD. How are you doing, sir? You're on mute, sir. Uh, yeah, it's 20 hours later. I'm ready to go. We got a new team that we're playing in 48 hours, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. We got to climb the ladder, hours. baby. We're playing on a Sunday, randomly. Oh, that's right. 72 hours. Jeez, I yeah, keep thinking yeah, today's yeah. Friday. What am I doing? And it's, and it's even more than 72 hours because it's the West Coast, so it's like a 10 o'clock game. It's gonna, you got to stay up late. <laughs> Luckily, it's Labor Day the next day. But looking yeah. forward to uh, to finally playing somebody new. I think it's the first time we visit LAFC. Act. No, no, my fault. That was the first ever game. But yes. since then, we've never gone back. So I'm looking forward to it. I know a lot of people from Vice City are heading out there. But yeah. um, good stuff. And we found ourselves a guest because, as always, we only preview the, ga- the games if we could find somebody that's knowledgeable on the other team. So we're not just gas bagging about random stats and stuff that really tell us something but mean something else. So, without further ado, from the Shoulder to Shoulder podcast, LAFC Zone, Chris, welcome to the show. How you doing, sir? I'm great. Thanks, Chris. Daniel, for giving me the opportunity. Really excited to talk about the matchup coming this weekend. It's uh, going to be a good one. Yeah, I mean, uh, for sure. I mean, you guys are the defending champs. You guys are probably, I know everybody says Galaxy, but I think LAFC is kind of overtaking them as the biggest name in MLS, well, until, until Miami keeps rolling. So, it's exciting because, I mean, you guys are, are it right now, defending champs and all that other good stuff. Well, it's uh, definitely a tall order to continue to be competitive in this league. There's a lot of parity, and that's, I think, one thing that's nice about the MLS is that uh, teams are never going to be uh, always at the top. So you always have to keep fighting with the transfers and people coming in and out. So it, we're going to enjoy it while we can, but it's definitely not something that you can just rest on. We got to keep fighting, keep trying to win the city. Well, I think that's my favorite thing about the MLS. Everybody's like, oh, my God, but it's Miami shouldn't lose any games. I'm like, no, this is a league of parity. Like, if they lose, it's okay. Like, this is how this is built. Like, this is the way this league is supposed to run. We're not supposed to have Manchester City-type uh, runs where you just win the title for, like, five or six years in a row. Like, that's not even fun. Who really wants to watch that outside of a Man City fan? So, I mean, I, I, I'm all about the parity, and, and I'm excited for this, this game coming up on, uh, on Saturday. Chris? On Sunday. Oh, 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 Sunday, 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 Sunday. And I just, Look at I just that. You and I, I are both on some other shit right now. I got, and I got two Chris's, so I got to be very specific when I say Chris. So I, yes. I, I got to go uh, gas bag and then Chris. There we go. That's how I'm going to do it. <laughs> All, right. All right, Chris. Um, so usually we start off by asking the very basic question. Up until now, you guys were defending champs and – you guys haven't looked as dominant, but like you said, it's a league of parity. How have you guys looked? I don't know, in League's Cup, we thought you guys were going to... I swore that it was going to be LAFC against Inter Miami in the final. How have you guys looked in yeah. the regular season up until now? And then what happened in the League's Cup? Like, the way that you guys kind of choked that one away. Yeah, you know what? It, uh, the season, I think the, the most fans would say that the first third of the season was going 
really well. We we were coming out and playing good, solid performances. Um, you know, the consistency overall, the team, I think the people felt that the team was doing doing their job for the most part. Uh, and then in, in the dog days of summer, uh, we started to stutter a little bit, have some hard times, you know, a couple ties, a couple losses. Uh, we were dealing with some injuries. Uh, and so the League's Cup couldn't have come at a better time, in our opinion. You know, we got past the, the first round because of uh, winning the MLS Cup. So we were immediately into the knockout stages. Um, and, and that gave us time to get a bit of a rest. And I think that that showed true when we were playing those initial rounds of the knockout stages. Uh, and then when we got to Monterrey, it was definitely a, a matter of uh, a, a bit of fatigue. You know, but it's hard to complain about fatigue when you looked at the amount of travel that Monterey had to do when they're going to the Pacific Northwest, uh, Portland, Seattle, RSL, Los Angeles. Like, I mean, their travel was insane, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I do think that there is a bit of uh, they put their they took their foot off the gas going up 2 0, 60th minute. Then all of a sudden, substitutions come in. Uh, you can make all the excuses that you want in the world, but at the end of the day, we didn't handle business. We didn't finish out the game. Uh, and, and you know, ultimately we had to sit here and, and watch the other team walk away with a victory. Uh, I think that you're right that if, if we had beaten it, Monterrey, that, that the path to the finals would have been uh, a little bit more clear, it but it is what it is. Quite-handedly um, after oh, that – and handedly after that, they won against Colorado. I mean, they took a they took a loss on on Saturday against Charlotte, but handedly immediately after losing to Monterrey, you guys ended up beating Colorado four to zero. So I, I'm totally with you. I think that you guys definitely would have been able to take advantage if you guys would have been able to creep past Monterrey. Right, and you know, I mean, Colorado is definitely in the cellar right now in the West, and Charlotte isn't far from being in last place. Uh, yeah. I think they're just a couple positions above you guys right now on the table. Uh, you know, so when you look at that from an optics perspective, you definitely would anticipate victories, right? No one is at all going to say that Colorado or Charlotte or anything close to Monterey. But, uh, you know, Charlotte, again, just it, it, it looks like there is this Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde situation right now where the team looks electric at times and then they sputter and they look flat and, you know, when it comes to how the team is going to look at the end of the season, you either want to go through this now and figure it out so that you're firing on all cylinders, or if it just continues to happen, your expectations for how they're going to perform are going to be scary. And going into any game, you're going to be biting your nails wondering, how is this team going to show up today? Almost definitely. I, I can't remember. Last year, I know th th there was, I don't want to say it was a big signing, right? Because everybody kind of felt like he was over the hill. But Gareth Bale came on. It's a random question, but I've always been curious. Gareth Bale came on to the team during the summer, and he really didn't perform like you would have imagined. How did you overall, like, take his stay with LAFC? Like, did you think it was take it as a positive or negative? I mean, I, I know he scored that goal in the final. So, I mean, that kind of saved his stint with LAFC. But outside of that, was it almost like a throwaway signing? Because I felt like it, it was really I, unfortunate, the, the, the result of that signing. I wonder the same because at, at the same time, I was kind of hearing rumblings like people weren't really too happy about him. You know what? If it wasn't uh, for extra Gareth, time, he wouldn't have played in the final. Right. So 
Gareth Bale's tenure with LAFC will forever be in the history books because of that header in stoppage time of the MLS of Cup, right? Like he he has solidified himself in the in the uh, history books with this club. Um, leading up to it, I think that everyone knew the narrative that Gareth Bale was looking for a place that he would be able to go and prepare for the World Cup. Um, going into that. Every, everyone uh, had had heard him have complaints about the pressures of, of playing European football. Uh, so coming to Los Angeles where Gareth Bale is famous, but he probably wouldn't be in the top 50 most famous people walking around the streets of Los Angeles. You know, right. for him to come to that kind of environment gave him the opportunity to really get his mind right and prepare for the uh, for the World Cup. Um, his minutes were scattered, but, you know, and everything that we had ever heard from our interviews with the uh, the front office and the, the training staff, the relationship with Gareth Bale and Steve Terundolo was very, very good. It was very fluid. They were both on the same page. Uh, and to this day, Gareth Bale still comes back and he'll make appearances in the stadium from time to time. He vacations here in Los Angeles quite often. Um, and so, you know, you can tell that he enjoyed his time here. And, uh, you know, if that goal had not happened, especially in the fashion that it happened, I do think that it would have been a forgetful signing, which would have been unfortunate. Uh, so thankfully it played out the way that it did. Even if we had lost in PKs, um, you know, what Gareth Bale did in that moment to get us level, um, you know, it, it, it makes for a great story and it, it makes for a very memorable, memorable moment with him. Well, and and the I want to ask a question because Gareth Bale, I mean, obviously, you know, we, we, we just got messy. So it's like on a completely different level. But you have a lot of fanboys that are like, you know, following Gareth Bale from like when he was playing back in bigger leagues. And now all of a sudden he's playing for LAFC. Did you guys sort of feel the trend of people coming just for Gareth Bale instead of for the for the patch for the team? Uh, I think that there were some, but I don't think that there's the same level as what you're seeing with Messi. Yeah, yeah uh, you know, didn't have much of a following. Everybody in Real Madrid hated him. The Spurs, but you know what though, hated him. I, I think people forget, you know, there was a period in time where Gareth Bale was number three in the list of best football players in the world behind Messi and Ronaldo, right? So it's like, I mean, I arguably, that, right? Yeah, that lasted like a it's year true. or two. His last year on the Spurs is maybe his first year around Madrid with that crazy Copa del Rey goal where he like, he outran, I want to say it was Jordi Alba maybe that he outran for that goal. But outside of that, Gareth Bale, like that's still no, but Madrid, it, which lasted like but eight still, years. Still though, horrible. You're looking at a, at a player that at one point in his career was, you know, a, elite, right? And so, uh, like I said, there was a following, but not not like Messi. What you what we're seeing right now with the way that people are coming out to uh, Miami games and and away games that Miami's are playing, there there's uh, it it really is incredible. The, the, the following that this player has, right? And and I think that that's a, you know, a similar situation with Messi, right? Like there was that picture of him in the grocery store when he first came here, right? Like mm -hmm. Messi's very famous, right? And he's probably, you know, if he were to come to Los Angeles, he would be one of the top, you know, 
20 most famous people walk in the streets of Los Angeles type of thing. Um, but you're still going to, America is still going to leave you alone. You know, there's still going to be that space where you can separate your personal life from your career. And I, I do think that that's a big contributing reason as to why he came here. Yeah. Um, well, now that we brought up the Messi and the Messi craze, how are tickets looking for Sunday's game? Uh, well, two-part question. One, I'm prices, already looking at they, them. How are they looking as far as prices go? And two, do you think it's going to be like it was last week in New Jersey where the crowd was like 70% into Miami slash Messi? Uh, okay, so CNN just put out an article saying that this is the most expensive MLS game in the history of the MLS. And they were stating statistics of ticket prices and increases and all sorts of stuff. But CNN came out with an article. And even if, it, even if the article is not 100% accurate, the fact is this, the prices for this match are uh, exponentially higher than LAFC has ever seen and probably other MLS clubs. You're taking well, one of the most electric players that has ever played the game and you're inserting him into one of the most talked about newest clubs and that has an amazing atmosphere and is the, uh, is the reigning MLS champ. So all of these stars have aligned to make this uh, a historic match, one for the ages. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Chris. In terms of ticket prices, like just to get in the door right now, it's like, I think $650 just to get in the building. Uh, And there is, there's a lot of money here in Los Angeles. And uh, I think that there's still more international football fans than there are LAFC fans in Los Angeles. So with all the money that gets thrown around this city, I wouldn't be shocked if there is a large faction of Messi, Barcelona, PSG, Argentina, right? There's there's going to be a ton of Messi gear at the stadium. Uh, I would like to believe that the LAFC fans themselves would like to see Messi. So there are they, they would have sold some tickets, but I would like to believe that there's still going to be uh, a large amount of black and gold in the stadium. And and I was just taking a look right here on Ticketmaster, and, and Vinny just mentioned on the comments, that's before fees too. Yeah, to get into the stadium without going to the supporter section, like you mentioned, it's 650 For the supporter section, they actually have a couple of verified retail tickets for 560 which uh, I'll tell you one thing, CNN is kind of on the money because we've been looking at away games with every guest that we've had on, and by 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 a bit, you guys are the most priciest tickets that I've seen so far for an away game. I don't know and if they're you agree selling, with that or not, like, And the tickets are selling, and I think that that's the crazy part about it is that you know people whose face value tickets might be $150 a ticket are able to turn around and flip their tickets for you know $1,500. You know, I, I mean, it's more than quadruple, right? Like there's, yeah. I have heard of people that have sold their tickets for 10 times what the face value was. They're paying off their whole season tickets off of that. I, I that, almost half, right? Also, yeah. Uh, I, it's a lot of chattering going on in the in the chat about something, and I'm going to bring it up to you because I'm kind of curious also. What do you think about the Ibrahimov- Zaltan Ibrahimovic, his little stay with Galaxy, and that beef he had with AFC and with Carlos Vela? Uh, so 
I am I'm always going to be a fan of the rivalry between LAFC and the Galaxy being good. Zlatan Ibrahimovic was by far the perfect villain for LAFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, had this air about him and this he brought so much skill and he elevated that club. Uh, and he made the the matches so fun to watch. Uh, you know, Chicharito is not able to yeah. to elevate that club to the same level. And when not. you recently those 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 matches, the derby matches have been uh, they're entertaining, but they're you know like not- we don't like Ricky Pooj, but we don't like him because we think he's annoying. We didn't like Zlatan because he was a villain. Like he was this arrogant, cocky. Uh, you know, um, just somebody that you're just like, I hate that dude, right? I know it's so fun to watch him. It, it, but and right, and that's the thing, right? I've always said I want these matches to be back and forth, you know, two to three tie matches. Like, I want them to always be close and I want them to be good. I just don't want the galaxy to be that good that's better than us, but I want them to be good, right? Yeah, it's boring. Right? It's boring when a derby is boring and one-sided and you go in expecting a team to win. But LAFC continues to lay an egg a lot of times when we play the Galaxy. For whatever reason, the Galaxy know how to turn it up when they play us, and those matches are always close regardless of who's on the roster. Uh, you know, There's been plenty of times where, on paper, everyone expects LAFC to walk away with wins, and you know, for whatever reason – the galaxy keep it close tie the game or win and it's you know it, that is frustrating as an lafc fan that we are not dominating the the wins ratio in that match before we go on to sunday's game between miami and la i am going to ask you one last question i'm assuming you saw messi's debut against cruz azul and how that storybook ending where he hit that free kick at basically the last play of the game to win which debut was better messi's or zaltan's because that 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 debut for Zaltan in El Trapico. I mean, so so, that- so I mean, I was there at that game, right? I was there at the very first Derby game at Dignity Health Sports Park. And when Zlatan came on, they were down three to one. I know. I mean, Ooh. he. Uh, he single-handedly took over that game. I I think Bad that tackle. you know while Messi. While Messi had done an amazing job in the short amount of time that he came on and, you know, but Messi's free kicks from that distance, that's a known thing that he does. Mm-hmm. The impact that Zlatan Ibrahimovic had on that match, you know, the 40-yard boot over Tyler Miller, who was out of, was, out of pocket. I mean, so awesome. the, the, I, I have to say, unfortunately, that I think Zlatan's debut – was better would. because he had done more to get his team out of the cellar. You know, what Messi did was what we expect Messi to do while it was still amazing talent, yeah. once in a generation ability to do it. Uh, you know, I mean, and the air that came out of the sales as an LAFC fan, right? You're up 3-0 at halftime to lose 4-3, and the way in which we lost on that fourth goal, it was just that – I mean, but it was an amazing the, day, like to see it, right? As a as a fan yeah. of football, as a right, fan right, of football, right. to be like, I was there, I saw it, I hated the result, it sucked. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, I you to this there. day, you look back and you're like, man, that was such a crazy game. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and the worst part is, is that it, it, well, the biggest part is, is that it happened in the run of play, right? Nobody was probably expecting that. And right. the worst part is, is that when he scores, he's in your face about it. Um, <laughs> he, he, he really holds nothing back. But again, that's like, wouldn't that's you villain. want Orlando City, right? Wouldn't you want Orlando City to get someone that is, I mean, just a, a pure, just, you don't want you don't want that rivalry to be good, Daniel. Oh, you I don't want. Love, I I, I do, I do, but I really don't want to lose to the only guy. He's the oh, only one that's like that. And he's a clown. Yeah, I you, you know what? It's 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 because you haven't tasted. You haven't. Have you ever been to a derby of a team you support? I mean, if uh, you talk about Orlando, Miami, yeah. No, no, like a team before you were a Miami fan. Have you ever been to a derby no. of a team you're you're a diehard for? No. So just just wait till well, you go Jets, to one. That's Dolphins, I guess. Okay. Well, I mean that ain't the same. Just no. wait till you go to one, and and you see what it's like to be on the edge of your seat to for for the back and forth action for the players to be playing for the crest. I mean, you're never gonna want a, a lackluster derby ever again. You're never gonna oh, want. You're never gonna want, you know, your the the Orlando City to be less than average, you know. Who cares? I mean, you you want them to be electric. I'm telling you, it's yeah. it's. I like the this game over at the Rose Bowl that we had on Fourth of July, electric. It was again another result where we lost and we shouldn't have lost. But I mean, eighty six thousand people at the Rose Bowl Stadium, right? It's unreal. I, I wouldn't mind Ronaldo showing up in Orlando. I mean, I don't, I know he won't. He's trying to make it seem like he's happy over there in Saudi Arabia. But I, w- I wouldn't mind him to show up in Orlando. That would be pretty cool. And he is, he's a villain. Yes, he yeah. is very villainous. He's super uh, Zlatanish. No, no, he's not. Nobody is like Ibra. I'm telling you, nobody. No. I've never seen anybody like him. He is, is full of himself. No, he's, one he of my favorite, he's one of my favorite football yeah. players of all time. I love that personality. All right. All right, so let's get into the, the preview of Sunday's game. Uh, you told us about how they've looked so far this season. So we have a lot of new people watching this channel, right? Obviously, Messi's brought a lot of new eyes. We have people from all over the world that watch now. So a lot of people don't know a lot about the MLS, and they're learning as they watch and whatever. So whenever we have somebody on over the last month, we'd like to ask this very basic question. Anybody that's brand new, whether it be India, Bangladesh, wherever you're watching from, if there's somebody that maybe isn't a household name that they should be looking out for on LAFC, who would it be? Uh, so, you know, obviously, Denny Bawanga is definitely a newer player to the MLS. We acquired him last season in the, in the summer transfer window. He didn't really do as uh, a whole lot other than, you know, a handful of goals. Uh, he definitely got the goal against Portland that got us that's, that solidified the supporter shields for us last year, uh, and he had played well in the playoffs. But he's definitely on another level now that he's been with the club for a number of months. Uh, so Denny Bawanga is definitely a player that you'd want to look out for. And he's uh, second in the league in goals right now. That's right. Yeah. So I mean, he's making a making a run for an MVP MVP candidate. Uh, uh, Mateus Bogush, number nineteen. He plays in the midfield. Uh, he's a player that we had gotten. Uh, at the beginning of the season, and he is, or I'm sorry, in the midseason. We got him in the midseason transfer, and uh, he's definitely been a player that's very electric, uh, takes the ball, makes a lot of runs. Uh, and then in the 
most recent transfer, most of the recent transfers, Philip Krustev is definitely a player that uh, he's a young, young player on loan. Uh, that is definitely, he comes in as a sub off the bench, but he's been, he's been pretty, pretty electric, making a lot of runs and a lot of good balls. Uh, very fast player, really good technical ability, uh, you know, outside of, again, you know, people like Carlos Vela and uh, I mean, it's, this this lineup is so deep, you know, Giorgio Chiellini, right? Like it's it's deep. It's a deep lineup, but we should be, you know, winning games that we're losing. And that's that's where it gets frustrating as a fan. And I and I see that, Danny, because whenever I watch the highlights for LAFC, when their bench comes onto the field, you don't really see too much of a discrepancy in terms of the 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 level of play i do tend to see that whenever the bench players come off the bench they still sort of play like balls to the wall and and they're playing as hard as if if they had started the game so that that's the way i see it especially with the bench players danny how has aaron long looked this year because we thought that we were going to end up with aaron long this offseason and then yeah, he ended up in lafc that. how's the aaron long look so far this year you know what aaron uh Aaron has had some really good moments where you see flashes of what he was before his injury. All right, so I feel uh, good because the way you started that off makes me feel good that we didn't get him. Well, you know what? In it, like, if you watch the Charlotte highlights, you know he makes a mental error. You know, Aaron Long does not like to pass through defenders to to try and be aggressive. It's either pass to your left, pass to your right, pass back. It's all safe passes, uh, and sometimes that's not what you need to be doing right like it's it's great for possessing the ball but sometimes you can't always play it safe like that and it there are lapses but when you also look at our center back pairing uh david jesus mario has been injured Giorgio chiellini is not able to play as many minutes as as he once was so then you have aaron long you've got daniel maldonado and that's not necessarily our best pairing mama do fall uh is on in the talks of being transferred to Barcelona right now, who had just, we had just gotten back from Villarreal on loan. Um, so it's, it's kind of like slim pickings is what we had available in that Charlotte match. I'm hoping that Giorgio, um, if it were to be our top two defenders, I would say it'd be Giorgio and, and David Jesus Murillo. Uh, but David Jesus Murillo still might have some in, lingering injuries. So then it would be Aaron Long and Giorgio Chiellini. When, and when they're in together, it's a solid center back pairing. Can Kalini run out I, in 90 minutes though? He's so fucking old. Uh maybe against for Messi. You know what I'm saying? Maybe maybe not every game, but I <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I mean he could he'll do it for, for this one. one. Yeah, right. he'll be up for this one. I got you. I, I have a quick question. And and this is and this is a question uh from my son, because he wanted me to ask any LAFC guy that was gonna join us. So uh you guys have the the goalie Maxime Crepeau. That yeah. he had he had suffered a really bad injury in yeah. in the final minutes of the uh, what was it in the final? Yeah, yeah, it was uh, in the uh, stoppage time. Of, yeah. uh, uh no, it was an extra time. He had it broken in extra time. Or and I think I remember, maybe it was stoppage time of the ninety. But yeah, it was at the end of the game. And I remember that he was a hell of a goalie. And ever since then, I hadn't seen him play recently. You guys have kind of stuck with McCarthy. Do you ever mm -hmm. see Cropo coming back at some point, or is he just shot and he's just back up for life? 
No, no. So uh, uh, Max Repo is actually making strides to coming back. Uh, LAFC 2 had a match maybe a couple weeks ago, and he played all 90 in the LAFC 2 match. He's now, uh, I think he's sitting on the bench as our sub right now for our matches. Uh, Max yeah. is a bench. And I think that the intention is to have Max be the starter again. Um, but, you know, we're going with John. He's done a very, a very good job in the interim. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I don't think that there's any rush to make a switch right now uh, that sure. John is doing a, a serviceable enough job for us. Let me tell you something. One of the most painful things to watch you guys win that title last year was watching McCarthy be the, the, the savior yeah, for you guys. He was with us the year before. It's like, God damn it, man. Like, how does this even happen? And it was against Julian Carranza, also ours. It felt like we were yes. just... That yeah, was, you know, we... Uh, so, uh, after the game, uh, at the I was at the after party with the players and the staff, and uh, John was just the nicest guy, hung out, was just, like, loving every minute, taking in every moment, and then we had him on our podcast maybe, like, a couple weeks after... Uh, and he just talked about the whole experience and how he had, you know, had gotten really down on himself because he just didn't think he was going to get his opportunity. And, and I mean, how the tables have turned for him. I'm just yeah. he's such a great guy. You know, one of by far one of the most approachable people in the locker room. Um, you can't say enough nice things about John. And, it, you know, we're just, again, really fortunate to have him. And, you know, we're going to appreciate him while we have him because, uh Sure, surely to say, if Max Grippo were to become the starting goalkeeper, John McCarthy would find a starting spot somewhere else in the MLS. Does Carlo Vela ever run out 90 minutes anymore? It, it's not very often. You know, it's okay. definitely not very often. Uh, I think that uh, in, in matches that we're winning, he gets pulled to give him the rest. In matches that we're losing, if the coach thinks that we need a spark from someone else. He'll get pulled. Oftentimes, if he plays 90, it's it's a close match, and uh, the coach feels that Carlos is what we need to to either retain the victory or get us over that hump. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's definitely I, I, I not as common. And, yeah, I was, I was looking through, and I was like, man, he's getting pulled a lot. Uh, so I was yeah. surprised. Okay. All right. Um, so as far as tactics and formations go. What tactics do you usually like? You guys play high press, low block, mid block. Like, what? How, how do you guys look at formation? And more or less, what's the game plan for you guys on a weekly basis? Uh, so we have the four three three. We'll have one uh, uh, one uh, defender in the midfield, uh, a, uh, a defensive midfielder that'll usually be Ilya Sanchez, uh, Matej Bogush, Kellen Acosta. Uh, those are those are oftentimes the two midfield pairings, and then. Uh, it, it's a lot about ball control. You know, we try to make sure if Miami's going to beat us, it's they're going to beat us because they keep possession in the midfield, right? And having somebody like Messi who is able to distribute the ball uh, and is really good at maintaining possession of the ball, that's that's going to be the biggest challenge. Whoever possesses the midfield in this match is going to be the one that has the most opportunities to put the ball in the back of the net. Uh, and, and that's really where LAFC's struggles is if we if we do not have a uh uh if we do not have a a, a solid midfield game it's it's not it's not going to be a good day for us 
Well, and one of the questions that that uh, a commenter here poses is most important question is how are LAFC on set pieces? Those that's probably one of our biggest kryptonites uh, on defense. So, how are your set pieces uh, so far this year? Uh, not so set pieces from field of play, not not as lethal. Corner kicks a little bit more, um, but still, it's not. It's not like it's one of those things like we're known. We're not known for our our goals on set pieces. Okay, so what are you known for? What is the strength that you guys are going to try to take advantage of? It kind of this is what we get. What what we plan on doing to beat you guys? I, I would say uh, the speed on the outside, counterattacks. Uh, you know, in transition, goals in transition. Uh, LAFC is is very fast, and so they will look to exploit that. And uh, if the, if you have turnovers in the midfield, Big or if you counter. or if you have a turnover in in the the uh, last third, uh, and they, they have a player on a run, it's not uncommon to see that player go on a run. You'll see a long ball overhead, and then he'll control the ball, and then there'll be another player coming, and he sends the cross in, and then boom, there's there's a shot on goal opportunity. LAFC. They have they have such fast players on the outside and even their wingbacks, right? Their wingbacks will go and make those runs too. And they have a really good chemistry in the back line to where they know that they have to shift over and take over the responsibilities of those defenders that run up. Uh, so uh, it, it's definitely it's the outside and the and the counterattacks and goals in transition. And that's one of the things that I've always seen as a huge, huge advantage for LAFC that they're a really great team when it comes to the counterattack. I don't know if you want to stick with the strengths. I was going to try to move over to the weaknesses, Danny. Yeah, I just wanted to give Chris a heads up that Gasbag over here is uh undercover LAFC fan because he's a bandwagon fan. So he says that he roots <laughs> for LAFC when Miami's not playing. Hey, Listen, you know when Miami... uh-huh. We we accept all fans, bro. Listen, hey. that's how it's got uh, that's how it's gotta be, Danny. Don't be a dirtbag Dan. Come on. <laughs> Uh, how did when LAFC came? Well, LAFC came in twenty eighteen, was it 2018? Yeah, how how was that with the, the Galaxy already there? Was it like a lot of people that weren't necessarily fans of Galaxy had decided, okay, I'm going to start following MLS because there's a new squad? Was there a big influx of Galaxy fans that kind of transitioned? Like, do you have an idea of what happened there, more or less? Uh, you know what? I mean, there's no hard numbers, but well, LAFC. LAFC is comprised of former Galaxy fans, former Chivas USA fans, and people that were not fans of any MLS team in particular. Uh, you know, there were people that supported the Galaxy because they wanted to watch American soccer, and that was the local team. Um, and it's not uncommon to hear that they didn't identify with the Galaxy, but they went and watched Galaxy games because that's what was there, and that's what was available. Uh, the Galaxy front office, I've been to Galaxy games. And, uh, you know, the Galaxy front office, they weren't concerned. It wasn't supporter culture first. It was the, the lights and the show and the, and the let's get the most famous player that we can get. You know, they tried to replicate what David Beckham was and the impact he made in the early 2000s. You know, the, the thing about it, though, is that, and as you've seen in this league, you'll bring over notable players from Europe or from South America, and they are flat. Um, you know, what David Beckham was was lightning in a bottle. And and that club has tried to replicate that several times over. And that, 
that method of running a club that way got tired. And, and that's why part of the, the connotation that this league was a retirement league was because all we were doing was hiring the, or signing these players that were at the end of their European careers. Um, I wouldn't say washed. I mean, they just, they weren't as good as they once were. Right. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't, I mean, would you say Zlatan was washed, right? Like he was at the end of his career. He only played another 18 months in Europe, but he wasn't washed. Like he was still playing at a high level when he went back to Milan. So it's no, like Pir- Pirlo was washed when he came down YCFC. So was Lampard. He was washed too. So, so was Gerard when he came yeah, to to yeah, to, mm-hmm. to Galaxy, right? So it's like they they didn't put supporters first. And so you look at you know LAFC had the benefit of looking at what NYCFC did, what the Galaxy had done, what Seattle had done, and they got to see what was successful. And they got to implement it at the stadium. And that's something that, like, you guys in Miami didn't do correctly either, right? When you guys built your stadium, you didn't build it in the city. You built it in Fort Lauderdale. And now look what you're doing. You're building a new stadium in Miami because that's what the fans wanted, right? Los Angeles having the opportunity to build a stadium that was supporter-centric in Los Angeles to be able to have safe standing and have the terraces and have the TIFOs and – I mean, it, and it's unfortunate. Like, the Galaxy are in a losing battle now. You know, they don't have – they just got safe standing two seasons ago. But, I mean, there's, they have two supporters on opposite sides of the stadium, and it's it's unorganized, and it's it's conflicting chance. The Galaxy do. Yeah, so they have – Supporters on opposite sides? If you ever watch a game, bro, 75% of their supporters are in their safe standing section on the left side of the television screen. And there's one supporter group that's on the right diagonal corner. And that one supporters group doesn't get along with any of the other supporter groups. And so they have like drama and they don't get along. And so they can't get all their supporters in one section. That stadium is not built for supporters first. You know, they all their TIFOs are whack because it's the ones that just roll up the side. And they can't do pulleys or anything like that. You know, and, and they can't get their supporters on the same page. I mean, when they were doing the supporters that uh, were having the protest against Chris Klein earlier in the season, I mean, they couldn't even get all their supporters to be on the same page with who was going to be protesting, who wasn't going to be protesting. And so it's, it's they're just from behind now, you know, and LAFC was the benefit of, of you know, finding out what do the fans that are not LAFC or not Galaxy fans, what do they want? What are they looking for? And, you know, this club really is supporters first. And, and that's part of why our stadium continues to be full because the 3252 is amazing. And the atmosphere that they make in that stadium is electric and it's infectious. You know, you want to come to those games because it's unlike any other, any other uh, entertainment that you're going to get in this city any day of the week. You know, you can go to an LAFC match on a Tuesday night and it's going to be more more than likely more electric than any other sports game that you could go to in the city. I don't care if it's a Lakers game, a, a Dodger game, a Rams game. It's nothing like going to an LAFC game. It's a totally different vibe. And, and one thing I want to mention, well, go ahead, Danny. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that, that that's kind of what uh, Miami wants, right? Vice City and their supporters groups, right? Southern Legion, uh, the Siege, all of them. I, I feel like the closest thing that I've seen to what, Inter Miami supporters are trying to do is LAFC, right? That's what we're trying to build. It's going to help a lot when we have the stadium in Miami. But yeah. I mean, they didn't build a stadium in Broward. 
and then decided to change it. It's just that we couldn't get anybody to approve a stadium in Miami. We yeah. finally got the approval now. So we always knew that that was going to be a temporary stadium in Broadway. We just didn't want to wait to, to open up to the stadium. Um, there but was yeah, a- the whole LAFC thing is definitely something that we were hoping to bring down here. And there was a lot of work behind the scenes in trying to get the stadium in Miami. It just so happens that the spaces that we wanted weren't were, were not being offered to us. Uh, on the contrary, it was they were actually denying us those spaces, and they were offering us other spaces that just wasn't going to be convenient for the fan base. No, Danny. And just and yeah, just real quick, you know that they were trying to build it uh, down near the triple a or it's not AAA yeah that's anymore. that's one of the yeah, places then, that denied and, it yeah and royal caribbean, royal caribbean helped, cut it have yeah. cut it and now they're the sponsor for inter miami so yeah. look at that look at how crazy look that, that is you know well, you know that. i i think that there's you know it's unfortunate that soccer is still not as popular of a sport in the united states as as it could yeah. be and there's a lot of people exactly. that are making these political decisions that are out of touch uh you know uh-huh. look at nycfc for example right they've been playing in a baseball stadium since 2015 and you know they're just getting a stadium now it's uh, i mean what it does for your club and for your fans i mean it it brings a whole new environment right and i think that you know it, it if they really care about trying to make it a league that is respected you have to bring the culture you know yes. nobody's gonna watch nobody's gonna watch these games if it's just for the players that are on the field, because the players on the field are not always going to be here either. This is a springboard league. You know, this is not a league. Uh, this is a league where you come for raw talent, you develop it, you send them off. You know, uh, it's very few and far between that is going to bring international stardom like Messi is. And he's only yeah. going to be here for another handful of seasons. You know, Tomorrow who knows how many more years. He- and it's like, after he's gone, you want the fans to stay. Well, what are going to make the fans stay? The culture. That's what's mm-hmm. going to keep him here, for sure. No, and, and that, that's that's the goal. I mean, like we say here all the time, we're welcoming all the fans, every, all the new viewers to the show, to all the people that are, are rocking the messy jerseys and aren't really in it for into Miami. I really hope after two and a half years they kind of decide to stay with it because they just enjoyed the vibes, and yeah. and you know just just watching the the culture grow. All right. Um, before I, we get on to, to the next thing, real quick, uh, did you sell your tickets for this game on Sunday? Or are you going to the game? Uh, so I've got a ton of tickets. So I did sell some of them, but I am going nice. to the game. That's smart. That's nice. smart. That's smart. For sure. No, I, you got to go. He's an investor. Go. He's an investor. Nah, you, hey, well, you know what? I, I, you know what? I had Rams tickets uh, and I had LAFC tickets and I enjoyed going to LAFC games more. So then I got rid of my Rams tickets and I bought LAFC oh, tickets. So, you know, okay. and I, you know, it's like I and got my kids. games exactly that was the thing right you you get i got a ton of games a ton more seats and if i ever want to go with my kids or their friends i can do that now you know yeah yeah that's dope that's awesome yeah i have no idea how i'm gonna afford to keep my seats next year because them shits are gonna go up like 100 hey, but you know what hey figure it out bro don't let them go yeah, bro. don't let them I go because in 20 well, in 20 well, 30 years from now those tickets are going to be impossible to come by well, my thing isn't that I want to let them go. My thing is that I wanted to add to more because I wanted my, my son and my daughter are, are now old yeah. enough where they want to start going to the games. And I only have tickets for me and my wife. But now I got to pay double what I'm paying for us to plus try to add two seats. And then they're probably going to try to move me in the stadium because I can't find four seats. So it's going to be like a mission, especially now mm-hmm. there's like a waiting list with Messi. Like I should have just done it last year, but I thought that yeah. they might still be too young. I messed up. But anyway. All right. So. Going back to Sunday, 
we talked about the strengths for LAFC. As far as the weaknesses of LAFC, if you're going to talk to Tata Martino and you say, this is how you beat LAFC, what would you tell Tata? What are you going to tell us that you say, all right, this is how you beat LAFC? Well, so the, like I, I said, the possession in the midfield is going to be huge. And I think that you need to uh, look for LAFC's defensive players to make mental mistakes. Bad touches, bad passes, uh, you know, press, right? If you put pressure on them, make them make a decision faster than they want to. Uh, it's, uh, hey, this guy Tower Zombie LA Galaxy runs LA. No way, bro. You know, and it's funny, you know, and it's funny because I've seen a lot of, and maybe they're just trying to bother you, but I've seen a lot of people write a, a Galaxy run. When I think of LA, I understand that the history is there for Galaxy, but like right now, how do you even yeah. how do you say that? <laughs> I, I've been trying to be respectful, but like, yeah, there's been people out here that are just trying to crush LAFC, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, uh, LAFC. Hey, as you know, I, I, uh, even yeah, the colors and the logo is nicer. Oh, you sure. know what? The uh, uh, people hate on LAFC, and you know what? That's okay because if they if they got if got people to hate on your club, that means that they're they're doing it right, dude. dude. You're doing something right because if everybody liked you, I mean, that wouldn't be sport, bro. Like, you if you're from another city, <laughs> I don't even that? know if you have a galaxy, but they're I don't they're probably assuming oh. that you have a galaxy. No, nah, bro, iPhone oh, all day. They talk about, about LA Galaxy, man. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, but so no, so I would tell Tata, I would tell Tata to do high press. And, uh, you know, definitely try and keep possession in that midfield, right? If, if Messi's able to facilitate the ball and maintain possession in that midfield and doesn't give LAFC an opportunity to, to, to uh, have a counter or have a, an opportunity to try and build, build up, I mean, it's, it's dominated. We're going to get dominated. Yeah. Okay. You got your buddy uh, over here, Towers. Tower Zombie talking about the Rose Bowl game, Chris. I mean, hey, all I, all I know, hey, all I know is that since 2018, which is the year that LAFC has come, there has not been a single team that has a better home record. And on top of that, missing the playoffs one time since inception. I mean, yeah, good. the Galaxy might have a better win versus loss differential between the us two head to head. But at the same time, they barely made the playoffs. They haven't even sniffed an MLS Finals. And they don't even come close to getting the Supporters' Shield anyways. So if you want to talk about everything they had done over the last 27 years or whatever it is, let's let's talk about everything they've done since LAFC has been here, right? Like, what's the point of making a comparison when there wasn't another team that existed? And anybody that wants to say that Chivas USA is, the, uh, is LAFC now, like, read a book. Read an article like it ain't even it's not even it's not even the same team, not even the same organization. It's simply there was a team that replaced the team in the city. But all of the academy kids that were in Chivas USA, guess where they went when Chivas USA folded to the Galaxy. So it's like I, like I don't know. I don't know how anybody can say that Galaxy still run this city uh, when you look at the impact about what LAFC has done in L.A. Look, man, I I I. I just based off of the logo, I thought the LAFC had a really cool oh, logo, the sure. colors and all that other stuff. I mean, I don't really care who runs the city because obviously that's all the way over there. But I personally, when I think of LA, I always think of LAFC as a superior uh, team. But that's because recency bias, right? I mean, recently, right. 
it's been LAFC. So, but I know historically it's the Galaxy. I get it. But LAFC wasn't around. So, what's the weather looking like for Sunday? It's going to be nice. It's going to be like 72 degrees at kickoff. So, it'll be good. Okay, so perfect. So, no hydration breaks, none of that. So, it's going to be No, cool. no. It, it's good. Like, we were at 105 yesterday. So, it's like the yeah, weather yeah. is dropping today, tomorrow, and Saturday and Sunday. All right, awesome. All right. And then before we go into the predictions, we always like to ask, especially when we have somebody on for the first time, are there any traditions or rituals that you guys have before the game? Like, do you guys tailgate? Is there like a march yeah. into the stadium? Is it like, what are the traditions or the rituals that LAFC has? Because I know I've seen you guys marching. I don't know if that's before a game or whatnot, but I've seen some videos of you guys marching into stadiums. Uh, so LAFC will march into the stadium. Uh, uh, not uh, they most of the time that's at away games. They did a march okay. into the stadium for the MLS Cup, uh, but. LAFC, uh, the 3252 will tailgate out in uh, what we call Christmas Tree Lane, uh, which is right in front of the uh, historic Memorial Coliseum where USC plays. Uh, there's a big patch of grass on, uh, on off of Figueroa in between the museum, the stadium, and the Coliseum. Uh, so people will come out there with their pop-up tents and food and uh, the Raza will start cooking it up, and it's uh, it's always a good time. If you are a Miami fan and you're making the travel, just come, be respectful, and you'll be welcome. It's all love. Look, we had Bernie from Vice City on here a couple months ago, and he said that that Vice City and LAFC, I don't know what supporters group, it might be 3250. I, uh, I mean, Vice City and District 9 Ultras tend to have a really District good 9, connection. Okay. But I think that Vice City has a good working relationship with the 3252 as a whole, but I think it's the District 9 Ultras that, that have they've more than others. Right. Yeah, because he was telling us about how well they got along and how they, they uh, LAFC, the, that supporters group that you just mentioned, kind of helped them out with a couple things, like this is how we do this, how we do that. So I thought that was really cool. So it's all love between LAFC and Inter-Miami, honestly. Um, yeah, the, the the time that they came, the previous times, it's always been respectful, and the, and the yeah. same thing too when the thirty two fifty two traveled to Miami last year, I think it was. You know, yeah, you guys were representing. Yeah, yeah, uh, thirty two fifty two. What does that stand for? Do you know? Yeah, so uh, three thousand two hundred fifty two seats are in the north end. That's originally how it started, uh, and so. Uh, uh, that's so that is what it is the three there are three thousand two hundred fifty two seats in the north end also if you add up three two five two it adds up to twelve uh that was just by happenstance tough, that was tough just, man right that was just coincidental um yeah. but yeah that's that's the number of seats in the north end that's pretty cool that's the, super the tough man and all that and the rituals are there any rituals or traditions that you got outside of the one outside uh, uh, so yeah they don't show this on the television before we have a, a, a Harris a Harris Hawk that uh okay. is named ollie and the there's a falconer that comes out before every home match and ollie flies around the stadium and the falconer ken mcnook uh he has the lure out and ollie tracks down the lure and stuff like that and it's uh it's a lot of fun you know especially because ollie will fly like just above your head uh and it, the, the bird is crazy fast so that's uh that's a pre-game ritual so you know get in your seats for that but other than that, bro, the the tradition is just the match itself, bro. Uh, the 3250, you don't stop, dude. It's it's 90 plus all the time. Yeah, it's awesome. That's awesome. All right, so I guess it's prediction time. So, 
we'll, we always start with our guests. So, Chris, how do you see? I mean, we need this a lot more than you. You guys are nice and in the second seed. Like, you guys aren't, this isn't necessarily do or die for you. For us, we need this. So, how are you feeling about this game on Sunday? Uh, I think that LAFC is is going to step up for the match. I think that they're going to definitely come out and, and put all their efforts forward. I think that if LAFC plays the way that we have seen LAFC play when they're on, uh, that it's going to be a really good game, really close match. Uh, I expect scoring on both sides. Uh, and I, I do, I think that it'll be a really close match. One, one uh, goal difference between the two, but I'm going to lean towards LAFC. Uh, I'm being a bit of a homer in this one. All good. Yeah, all, all, all the right. Yep. Chris, how do you see this one coming out? Well, I mean, LAFC's had a couple of, a couple games where they've scored one goal another goal against Minnesota. And I'm just looking at the MLS games, but then they blast off against St. Louis, make three goals against them. Uh, they had, I think they had four goals, some other game. Uh, I think that this might be a lot more high scoring than people anticipate. I think it's probably going to be like three, two inner Miami win the game. I think uh, it's going to be a very entertaining game. I think that, both teams are going to feel the energy because obviously there's going to be a lot of people that are going to go, not just uh, LAFC fans and Miami fans. Of course, you have their, your Messi fans, and uh, you're definitely going to feel the energy more, I think, in this game than you have seen so far in any away game this season. Yeah, and I, I was looking back at, at LAFC. Like you said, during the summer, they they they, they kind of took, took a drop, right? They lost to Houston 4-0 um twice in a row in a span of four days uh they lost to dallas 2-0 so vancouver 3-2 to galaxy 2-1 everybody saw that one uh so you know i you guys haven't looked necessarily dominant since the summer began losing to charlotte it's kind of rough because charlotte sucks and i I feel like miami's had the hardest time when teams play that low block and try to just beat them on the counter but i I don't think you got that's kind of the game plan that you guys are going to come out with and, I mean, with Busquets and Messi, I think we can dominate that midfield. I hope that Benja Kramaski plays and he starts over Diego Gomez so he can kind of help facilitate in that midfield because Diego Gomez is a is a crazy guy. So I think if we start Benja and we can dominate the midfield, I think we put up three and um, maybe we put up, we give up one. Just I think it's going to be three one because I, I just look, we, we've bold. been road warriors. We beat. Philly in Philly 4-0. We beat Nashville in Nashville. We beat, I mean, technically in a, it was a shootout, but we beat Nashville on the road. We beat Cincinnati on the road. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, the road thing doesn't seem to bother this team. It's those teams that play that low block that gives us issues. And I don't think LFC is going to be coming out playing that, that style of, uh, uh, of soccer. I, I, tell you, I tell you this, though. You, you got to lose sometime, right? Like For sure. It's, this is, this is going to be a great run, but... You know, this is more travel than Messi's probably experienced in recent time, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when you look at the size of France as a country and you superimpose it over the state of Florida and some of the southern states, like you're hitting Georgia and uh, one of the Carolinas, bro, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like France is not – like the travel that he's had to do is not at all what he's been having to do now. And so that – that it, and the heat. Right, like it, it's going to be cooler, but he's been playing in higher, higher temperature areas, uh, and plus he's getting ready for the international call-up. 
you know, I know that Miami needs to prioritize these wins because in order for you guys to make the, the playoffs, you definitely we need could only, to we, Yeah, we could only lose two games max, maybe one yeah. for the right. rest of the season. So I, I think we're going to come in guns blazing. But I do think that if I think that if you guys go down early, that Messi, if Messi does, if Messi starts and you guys go down early, I think that Messi might get pulled and the Tata Martino just might say, okay, hey, like this will be one of our losses because I'd rather lose to a, a, a team that's playing well than take a loss against a lesser opponent, you know, because you need all the points you can get, right? So it's like save Messi for a, a lower quality opponent right now and get those three points as opposed to trying to have a dogfight and only well, walk the, away with one or none. The thing is that Messi probably won't play in the next two games for us. He's not playing next week because international duty. And then the week after mm -hmm. that, he might play. But it's in Atlanta. I just don't see him playing on turf. So I think he won't play in those two games anyway. So this LAFC game is almost, almost a must win. And from everything it's, I've heard, right, that, that everybody, those like hardcore Messi fans, they've all told me Messi does not get pulled early in games. Like he refuses. So if that's true, I don't know. But we'll see. I just, I don't know. And then the, the whole travel thing, I get it. I, I do. I, I know everybody talks about it and players say it. But that dude's walking around in a plane with, like, a private little area that's probably bigger than my fucking house. Like, he's chilling. Like, he's chilling. He's probably getting pedicures and stuff on there. Like, I'm not I'm not too worried about him flying five Yeah, he's not sitting chilling. in, like, coach, yeah. like, I, I, in between well, well, two. There was a picture of him on coach, though, right? Like, not too long ago. He was riding coach. But for this flight to L.A., I'm sure he's flying in style. I'm not too worried about that. Yeah. Right on. But either way, it's going to be a good game. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I look, this, this has been the game I've been looking forward to the most outside of League's Cup, obviously. But when yeah. I looked at the rest of the schedule after League's Cup, this is the game that I'm looking forward to the most. This one and then the Orlando game. Those are the two games because LAFC, I feel like it's that, that barometer of like, okay, let's see where we're at. LA in LA, I, I want to see that. Uh, if the chat has any more questions for Chris, because we're going to wrap it up soon, you could ask it now. And uh, Chris, I know you probably want to ask you. Well, I mean, they, they've already mentioned it a couple of times, Danny, but they also want me to ask the superhero question. Should I throw that one in there? <laughs> yeah. I can't believe this became a thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, yeah. I, I'm Well, first, let's start off with this, Chris. We do this with every guest. Um, and you got you to gotta make some tough choices here, Chris. You got to be able to pick one of the five <laughs> pieces of steaks and one of the six pieces of toast. And to be clear, they will judge you based off of this question. Yeah, so right. that zombie, zombie grass boy, whatever tower zombie, that he's been hating you so far, no matter what. Now it's uh, gonna be amplified. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna say. I mean, can I get like a two point five on the stake? Like, uh, I, I don't, <laughs> that's a great question. I, we've never had anybody ask that. How to be an LA guy? Look at this. Uh, I mean. <laughs> uh, I, you know what? I guess three, three is. I, I'd rather have a three over a two, but uh, really, I'd like it in right in between a two and a three. And then for toast, right. uh, <laughs> for well, you know what? If I'm gonna be judged, bro, I gotta give. I gotta give yeah, these controversial hey, I, answers. I, 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 I got it. I like it. Uh, I'm gonna say three again on the toast, bro. Uh, okay. See, I respect the three. I respect the three. And I and mean, so uh -huh, go ahead. What's the consensus here? Like, what what is what is the the fan base? What is the, the correct acceptable answer? Right down the middle is usually the correct answer. Three and yeah. three, and then we accept four. But you oh, know, okay. for the most part, three down the line. And if you All say right. anything else, the chat will just eat you alive. Nah, yeah, nah. for sure. We had 
we had a guy that picked number six for toast, and yeah, the yeah. chat <laughs> almost <laughs> lit him up as much as that piece of toast that he picked. Uh, that's good. All right, that's good. All right, what's so, the superhero question? Uh, so, oh, so on awesome. our last on our last episode, we just randomly started talking about superheroes, and Danny, my co-host, Dirtbag Dan, says that Super Mario from Super Mario Brothers is legit a superhero. Do you consider Super Mario a superhero? Oh, no. Why why not? He has, I, it's, he, it's a legit him, argument though, Danny. Give him a mushroom and he'll be more powerful than Batman. Bro. Batman just got money. Batman just got money. I, get, look, got if it. you give Super Mario a star, he'll beat your ass to a beat. Bam, 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 yeah, okay. Look, so he's got a beat to it and everything. You all right, my feather, he's flying, bro. You know what? I, maybe Batman it's doing? just the the traditional. You know, you think of superheroes, you think of comic book superheroes and things like that, dude. I don't. know. That's that's what I associate here. If there was a comic book made after him back in, you know, uh, the golden age of comic books, that's that's what a superhero is to me, bro. Super, I it's love video, Super Mario's dope. Super Mario's dope. Here, uh, so Look, that's Mr. Like Take he he's got a belly and he's got peaches. Come on, man. I I mean that, that this is like what does Iron you, Man have? Okay. Do you fucking consider uh Dragon Ball Z a superhero? Like uh, what do we get into here? Oh well, that's anime. I don't consider an I, oh. I don't, I don't, I, uh, come on. Come on, that's anime. Uh, it's We're... Japanese, it's a Japanese figure, it's a Japanese creative video well, you know game. What? You know, Super Mario fuck up Goku. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he's from Brooklyn. Uh, and he's from Brooklyn, which is the, the most important part there. <laughs> all right. But, uh, uh, well, Chris, man, thank you for joining us. Let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, absolutely. For anybody that's interested in following LAFC, uh, it is uh, at LAFCS, the number 2S, at LAFCS2S. We do weekly podcasts. Uh, we also do opponent correspondence just like this on our show for all of our uh, guests that we have, uh, for all of the games that we have coming up. Uh, we do player personnel interviews. We've interviewed uh, Bob Bradley and players like John, uh, John McCarthy after the MLS Cup. And uh, we've interviewed front office personnel, John Thorrington, and all sorts. So if anybody's interested in learning about the history, uh, you can come on and listen to our show at LAFCS2S on all social media platforms. Uh, and uh, Shoulder to Shoulder LAFC podcast uh, on Apple and Stitcher and Spotify and SoundCloud. Awesome, man. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us. I know it's mad early over there. It's like, what, six, five? Six, yeah, it's six o'clock. Six o'clock over there. So we appreciate you joining us early. It's, it's a little later over here. and uh, But yeah, we appreciate you taking the time and we look forward to Sunday. Any final thoughts, Chris? Yeah, this uh, tower zombie, that tower zombie dude is out of pocket, bro. Yeah, this guy <laughs> he says I'm, I'm, pl I'm plastic because I went to a, a bro. Did you ever go to Orlando games? Like, or, or let's you know. Well, listen. Well, we uh, other other than Tower Zombie, a lot of the guys in the chat they 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 really liked you and and we enjoyed the time that 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 you dedicated with us and you had a lot of fun with us. And let me tell you, you gave us a lot of information, broke a lot of things down for us. So it's it's highly appreciated. Yeah. My, no problem, guys. My, my final thoughts, Danny, is this is going to be a motherfucking slobber knocker on Sunday. It's going to yeah, be man, one I'm of the most entertaining games for sure. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. 
All right. Yes. So um, as always, if you're listening on audio and you listen all the way to the end, we thank you. We appreciate you listening all the way to the end. Please uh, hit those five stars, comment, review, all that other good stuff. And if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. And um, if you haven't already, go ahead and check out batteredfans.com where you can find all the latest Messi and Inter-Miami gear. And until the next one, which will probably be after the game on Sunday night, have a good one. Peace. Later.